0: Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials.
1: Warning. The SCP Foundation Audio Archive is classified. Access by unauthorized personnel is strictly prohibited. Perpetrators will be tracked, located, and detained. Codex Damnatio. Item number. SCP-141 object class. Safe. Special Containment Procedures When not in use, SCP-141 is to be stored inside a locked safe in Site-76. Access to the site requires Security Level Clearance 3 or higher and written approval to use SCP-141. When SCP-141 is in use, either for implementation in accordance with Foundation goals or for research purposes, it is to be kept within the possession of the assigned researcher at all times. Failure to account for SCP-141 will result in a severe reprimand. While SCP-141's danger to the Foundation appears limited, it could still be a tempting target for certain subversive groups or opportunistic users. For this reason, SCP-141 is to be checked out for no more than one week at a time. Description SCP-141 is a small leather-bound codex dating back to Roman times, easily carried in one hand. Despite its great age, it never acquires any additional signs of wear and tear beyond a somewhat aged-looking cover. Its thin papyrus covers are always crisp and so far have proven difficult to tear from the Codex's binding. All attempts at radiocarbon dating have failed. The judgment of SCP-141 as being Roman in origin was initially based upon its appearance, but later confirmed through extensive research using SCP-141 corroborated by historical records. The title is apparently Codex Damnatio based upon the text on its spine. SCP-141's pages are written in Roman Republic-era Latin. It is a detailed description of notes and some mutations for a wide range of legal trials. The first half contains a series of historic trials from throughout history. The earliest trials appear to be from the proscriptions of a late Roman Republic, while the most recent case is a (coughs) taking place in 2000 Each case summary summary is extensive, with precise witness quotations, exact physical descriptions of evidence, and their importance to the case, and so on. The Codex actually contains far more legal cases than its 150 pages could possibly allow. A reader must make a detailed reference to a range or specific case to discover if it is listed inside. If it is, the pages will transform into those relating to the specified case. This requires specific mentions of historical context surrounding the cases. Research with SCP-141 conducted by Professor revealed SCP-141 had apparently been employed in, among other important periods, a wide variety of Roman proscriptions, heretical trials of the Catholic Church, including the conviction of the Spanish Inquisition, the Witch Hunts of the 17th century, and the Red Scare of the mid-20th century. The latter half of a book is blank, and can be written in with any pen with black ink. A user of SCP-141 must provide detailed information about a criminal proceeding, including victim, evidence, witness statements, and suspects, and they must do so in Republic-era Latin. Later readings of a book will reveal these new cases in the first half of a book, written in the same handwriting as the rest. A very precise, careful hand. When this information is provided to SCP-141, the particulars of a case described in SCP-141 appear to become true in regards to memory and evidence surrounding the case. Witnesses' memories and testimony will correspond to the information written in SCP-141. Falsified evidence springs into existence in accordance with its description, usually appearing in the court record or the crime scene where it can easily be discovered. This has included murder weapons, suspicious traces of a subject such as fluids or fingerprints, stolen items, or incriminating documents. SCP-141 appears able to cause criminal activities that would not have taken place although this requires even more precise wording and description of the particulars. The guilty party specified by SCP-141 may have a false memory implanted that corresponds with SCP-141's account of events, although this result requires a clever description of the desired scenario. These memories do not overwrite the original ones, but they do seem quite nearly as real care must be taken by all users to ensure as many loopholes are closed as possible. SCP-141's falsifications will stand up to all but the most critical of examinations, but it will only produce precisely the memories and evidence written inside it. While it appears to prejudice the court against the guilty party, this is not foolproof. Nonetheless, successfully employed, SCP-141 is an almost surefire conviction. Even in the event of exoneration, guilty subjects will still often be ostracized and viewed as guilty by influenced witnesses and law enforcement personnel, who may in some cases Addendum SCP-141-A Tests are ongoing to determine if SCP-141 is capable of exonerating an innocent man wrongly convicted, or if changing the results during the trial has any measurable effect. Approval to employ SCP-141 in a test case is pending. Addendum, SCP-141-B Following All test cases involving Foundation disciplinary hearings or implicating members of a foundation other than D-class personnel without signed waivers from the guilty subject are hereby forbidden by O five, 5 Violation of this new security protocol will be dealt with harshly. Thank you for listening. Intro music was from Punch Deck. You can find more at soundcloud.com slash punch-deck. Level 2 patrons or higher get early, ad-free episodes. You can find out how to join in the description below, and also suggest SCPs for me to read. I've also started a monthly newsletter. You can find out how to subscribe on my blog, which is linked also in the description. Rating, reviewing, or sharing always helps. Thanks for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. Are you interested in helping to teach machines how real people speak? When creating voice systems, a large amount of voice data is needed. Oftentimes, large companies that have this information do not release it to the public. Mozilla's Common Voice is a project to help make voice recognition unbiased, open, and accessible to everyone. Donate your voice by reading short sentences or check the quality of other people's contributions. It's super simple and you don't even need a good microphone setup, perfect English, or anything like that. In fact, accents and any other languages you may speak will only improve recognition. Contribute your voice to hashtag Voice. Find out more at commonvoice.mozilla.org. That's Mozilla with two L's.
0: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes.